When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Welcome to another episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. I am your host, as always, Tony Defio, and I thank you for joining me on this very wintry Friday night in Pittsburgh. It's been cold and rainy, snowy, but it's February, so what are you going to do? And it's Pittsburgh, so what can you do? Lots of people have it way worse. Speaking of that, I hope it's nice and sunny or at least mild wherever you are in Steeler Nation on this Friday night or Saturday morning or whatever, wherever, whatever time it happens to be where you live. And uh, before I continue, as always, I would like to ask you to please like and subscribe to our Behind the Store Curtain YouTube channel where we bring you live shows each and every day, including this show, The Hangover, The Steelers Preview, Steelers Post Game, Touchdown Under, The Scobro Show, Know Your Enemy, and I think that completes the list. And uh, if you don't catch those, oh, actually, before I move on, you you can also catch those live on Facebook. So if you're watching me on Facebook, hello. As I always say, Facebook, please be nice. Because I know how Facebook can be mean. Even meaner than the rest of the internet, but but please be nice. And if you can't catch any of our live shows live, you can catch them in audio form after the fact on any audio platform of your choosing. So whatever audio platform you use to listen to podcasts you can find behind the store curtains youtube or i'm sorry uh uh, (laughs) podcasting platform there you go and as always i like to inform you of our host of audio only shows including the stat geek let's ride uh from the cutting room floor the live mic the War Room, uh, what he's talking about. And, of course, you can catch those on any audio platform. And, of course, check out Behind the Still Curtain, the editorial side. We bring you news, commentary, and film breakdown. Anything you need in Steelers Info, we'll have it for you. So please check that out. It's your one-stop shop for all your Steelers needs. And let's check out the live chat. See who was here first. Of course, it was Jared Devil. He's always up there in, in, in the first department. Brad Jewett, who I haven't seen in a while. I don't think, anyway. Dale Wittett, Just Me, Clarence Washington, Danny Owens, George Teston, Jacob Winner, Michael Horn, and uh, Kathy Ford. All right. So we have a nice, nice group tonight on, on this uh, Friday night. So I'm glad you're all with me. And let's talk about the news of the week. And that's, of course, our Pittsburgh Steelers and their search for a quarterback. And uh, the speculation began. Well, it's, it's been hot since even way before Ben Roethlisberger retired. But but it's really starting to ramp up now that the Steelers season is has been over for a few weeks. 
and and the speculation began to run wild brother last week or i guess this week still at the uh senior bowl in mobile alabama where everybody it seems in the steelers organization descended upon mobile to to take in a week's worth of practices and talk to these players watch these players evaluate these players specifically it would seem to be the quarterback spot which makes sense since it's the first time in 18 years that they may have to use a first round pick on a quarterback they're certainly going to have to make make a major decision on the quarterback spot in 2022 so you you have to do your due diligence and every facet and that starts with the draft and they seem to be pretty smitten with Malik Willis from Liberty, which I didn't know a whole lot about uh, prior to this week. But then again, I really haven't, I don't usually pay a whole lot of attention to the draft until maybe early March. You know, I just kind of like to decompress after the season's over, but this year it's special circumstances uh, with the, uh, the quarterback thing. So uh, I, I started to pay attention to Malik Willis and, you know, I'm intrigued as are the Steelers. It would appear specifically Tomlin, who seemed to be really, according to reports, really enamored with that, uh, with Willis and his, his abilities, his arm strength, his athletic ability. He reportedly runs a sub four, four forty. So who does that remind you of? Lamar Jackson. Uh, at the very least, you know, he's mobile. And uh, he's got a great arm. So uh, you start with that. He's a great athlete and he has a great arm. So that's uh, <laughs> uh, the arm thing. It's a given. You want to have that in a quarterback. But in today's NFL, you, you want somebody who's at least mobile. And it would appear that Willis is even more than that. So he, I guess, put on a show all last week. And I guess we'll, we'll see how things unfold at the, at the senior bowl. But that's just one game. But uh they seem to be really uh, impressed with him, and, and I think they raised his draft stock <laughs> to the point where they're probably not going to be able to draft him, to be honest. I mean, at, at number 20, that's usually how these things work with these quarterbacks. You know, you can complain, you can talk about all you want about how the how this quarterback class or that quarterback class is, is weaker than previous classes or future classes, but it seems like uh, need drives their stock up every year. I don't care who it is, what year it is. These quarterbacks tend to be drafted higher than maybe they would be otherwise, and it would appear that Malik Willis now has a uh, a chance to go much higher than twentieth. And of course, after after the uh, Senior Bowl, you're going to have the, the combine and pro days, and so uh, you're going to have free agency. And however, that shakes out, um, it's going to really set the, uh, the the quarterback market in terms of the draft and 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 how teams address that. And, and of course uh, you have Willis, you have Kenny Pickett from Pitt, who they also appear to uh, be high on. And if you believe Dale Lawley of uh, DK Pittsburgh sports, uh, the source that he spoke to on Friday or at some point during the week said that if Pickett was there at 20th at 20, I should say they were going to draft him. Well, no kidding. No kidding. Anonymous source. Of course you will. Because Kenny Pickett is probably worthy of uh, a top pick or a first round pick, but he's not going to be there at twenty either. I don't care what they say about his um, his uh, hand size or, or 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 how he throws a wet ball or whatever. 
there's enough time between now and, and the draft and there's an, enough uh, time for him to get his, his hand uh, measured properly that he will definitely be an, another guy that goes in the top half of the first round, maybe even the top 10. And you throw in uh, guys like uh, uh, Matt Corral from Ole Miss who, or Matt Coral, however you say his last name, who isn't even at the senior bowl because he's not a senior. Carson Strong, and I can name uh, uh, a few others, uh, Sam Howell. Um, you know, so I, I almost guarantee you, when you got teams like like the Broncos, uh, the Panthers, the Saints, Washington, the Washington Commanders, I guess now, in addition to Pittsburgh, all these teams have questions at, at the quarterback spot, and they're going to want to address them. Whether they do in the draft or free agency, that remains to be seen. But if they don't address them in free agency, you can almost bet that a few of these teams are, are going to address them in the draft with a, with a, a number one pick. So uh, I doubt the Steelers are going to have a, ch- a shot at Willis, although I, I'm very intrigued by him now that I've watched uh, – not his tape. I'm not one of those tape watchers because I don't – I watch his YouTube highlights, and uh, he's impressive, you know. Um, but – they're all impressive in highlights, right? I mean, that's why they call them highlights. But I'm intrigued by him. They're not going to be able to get him. They're probably not going to be able to draft uh, Kenny Pickett either, provided they stay put at 20 with either one of those guys. Now, these other quarterbacks like like uh, Ritter, Corral, Coral, Sam Howell, they might have a shot at him. Carson Strong, uh, they might have a shot at, one, at, at at least one of those guys. And if they do have a shot at one of those guys and they feel like they can do something with him. If they feel strongly about whichever quarterback or quarterbacks happen to be there at 20, then in my opinion, they have to draft them. You know, I'm not saying they have to draft the quarterback for the sake of drafting a quarterback. That would be a mistake. But if they feel strongly about somebody, if they feel like as an organization, they can take this player and develop him uh, whether it's in year one or year three or whatever, and uh, turn him into something really good as far as a quarterback, then you have to do it. You know, the draft process being what it is and, 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 and the zest for the draft being what it is, and we know how insatiable everyone's appetite seems to be for the draft every year. There's so many people out there with opinions on this draft class, the 2022 draft class and you know I, I i one thing i don't really like all that much is when people talk in absolutes but they do that so much with the draft and there are so many people out there that are convinced that this quarterback crop is not worth um bothering with in terms of a first round pick in terms of trying to find somebody that could be the 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 face of your organization the future of your team uh so don't even bother because uh, it's not going to be worth it. Wait until next year or the year after that. There's always some quarterback class that's better next year. Every year it's the same thing. But my opinion is, again, if, if you're them, not it doesn't matter what we think. You know, the Steelers don't have to worry. They, they have to live with their own decisions. They can't worry about what the outside uh, voices are, are saying because no matter what they do, it's going to be the, – the opinions are going to be divided anyway. So – all they can do is worry about how they feel and what they feel they have to do. And if, and if they're sitting there at 20 and they feel like, again, they feel like there's somebody there that, that, that they can work with and they can do something with, 
then you have to pull the trigger because the whole point is not to be right next year or not to be uh, right two years from now. It's to be right whenever you, whenever the, the earliest opportunity presents itself. So the sooner you, you can start the clock on your future and a quarterback is such a huge part of a team's uh, future, then you have to do it. So that's my opinion on, on this whole quarterback thing. And we're going to talk about it ad nauseum between now and the draft and after the draft. It's just, it's everybody's favorite topic. There's no other way around it. And when it comes to social media and, and podcasts and blogs and everything else, this is, these are unprecedented times uh, for Steelers fans because they've never had to uh, worry about this kind of thing in the modern era because Roethlisberger played for so long and he was so great for so long. And then the team never really seriously tried to address the quarterback position. And uh, in my opinion, for, for it was the right thing to do because I don't think you, you, you know, my opinion on grooming quarterbacks, I don't think it, it it's, it's not the, uh, the, uh, the way to go, you know, it, you know, people say, people talk about grooming quarterbacks. Like there's all this evidence that it happened, that, that it works, but it really more often than not, actually the, the vast majority of the time what teams do is they draft somebody in the first round. And if he's not starting right away, he's starting by the midway point or the end of the, of, of, of his first season. That's how you do it. So I'm glad that they waited and uh, I'm glad they're doing their due diligence at uh, the senior bowl and they're probably going to be doing their due diligence. Actually, I know they're going to be, they're going to be doing their research uh, during the combine. And I'm, I'm glad they're taking it seriously because it's, it's a big deal. And the sooner you find that guy, the better. Now it doesn't mean that they're going to, they're going to go that route this year. Maybe they won't, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll sign a veteran. Maybe they'll trade for somebody. They, they've been linked to Jimmy Garoppolo. Of course they've been linked to him. They need a quarterback. So, he wants traded. He knows that that uh, his time in San Francisco is over, and it's it's the Trey Lance era. So, of course, the Steelers are going to be linked to Jimmy Garoppolo. Does it mean that they're going to wind up making a trade for him? Who knows? But um, I, I, you know, if that's the route they decide to go, then so be it. And I, I you know, I think it'd be a interesting um, thing in twenty twenty two. And if you, if you have a Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody like that, uh, I think you you are at least going to be competitive in 2022. I would I would I would assume so. That'd be interesting too. They go with uh with uh Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins, and I think that's going <laughs> to it might not it might be the least popular thing that they do, but it would certainly make for a great story next year. And I'm I, I love I love the story so. Uh, those are my thoughts on, on, on the draft and uh, what the Steelers might do. And of course, I'm sure we'll be talking about this next week and on Monday on the hangover and maybe in 20 minutes when I start answering questions, we'll be talking about it a lot. But uh, those are my thoughts on the, on the quarterback situation. I am really intrigued by Malik Willis and I, I, I think they are so intrigued by him openly so that there's no way they're going to be able to draft him, but they probably weren't going to be able to draft him anyway, because he was going to 
catch somebody's eye. And uh, so uh, that's uh, the, the, the first uh, true, um, in my opinion, the first uh, uh, huge uh, off-season event when it comes to the Steelers in their search for a new quarterback. And again, it'll, it'll heat up again at the combine. And then once free agency kicks in, there'll be probably a lot of rumors that they're going to sign a veteran or, or, or trade for one. So the, the senior bowl was the, the, uh, the first big deal, which, I mean, how, how often do you really pay attention to the senior bowl? But this year it's different because of, situation with the Steelers and I mean I, you know uh, according to Twitter you saw so many different reporters uh, traveling down to, to Mobile to take in these uh, proceedings it's really really amazing and and that, that kind of brings up another point is and I and I talk about this all the time I talk about this every year actually I probably write an article about it every year but it, it, it's it never ceases to be true and that's the fact that the NFL has us in the palm of its hand all year round. And uh, I mean, gosh, they were talking about the senior bowl so much this week and uh, talking about what these players were doing in practice that I forgot it was the senior bowl and thought it was the combine. I'm not even kidding. I just kind of, you know, you're, you're busy with work and other aspects of your life. And you're not so worried about, you know, a quarterback's uh, arm strength and his, his uh, ability to, 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 you know, uh, dissect the defense. Uh, you're, you're busy with life, but, you know, you, you, you hear all this information, you read all this information, and, and it's just so, uh, you're so used to hearing you know, the same exact thing being said during the combine that I kind of forgot it was, it was the senior bowl. So even that this year has people just, uh, at least a lot of Steeler fans anyway, totally um, uh, invested and then it'll be the combine. And then, of course, it'll be the draft. And that's not even talking about the Super Bowl, which is uh, a little over a week away. So the NFL just really just they just do a great job of making sure that that they keep us emotionally invested and connected to them. 24, 7, 365. I think the, the greatest example of that is the the annual schedule reveal, which I mean, we all know who they're going to play. We just forget to find out the the where and the who, or I'm sorry, the where and the when. So, to me, that should be something. It's not even. It's barely even a story. But people are on 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 social media going nuts over it, and it's just uh, it's just amazing. It really is. It, it's just no matter what, and that's why it, it it cracks me up when um you hear people trying to give all these new nuanced reasons why the Steelers are are. Uh, maybe their attendance is down and maybe the ratings are a little off. And, oh my God. It's, it's cause of this. It's cause of, it's cause of, uh, uh, the, the economy. It's, it's because of there's too many commercials. It's because of politics, the social issues. That's why people aren't watching. You now people aren't, aren't watching the Steelers as much. And they're not going to the games as much as they used to because the team's not, not that good. They're not that exciting. You know, I think most rational and logical and smart football fans they can look at the Steelers and then look at the Chiefs and the Bills and the 49ers and, of course, the Bengals and, and, and the Rams. The teams are actually in the Super Bowl. They can look at those teams and, 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 and easily see that, hmm, 
the Steelers are right here, maybe even down here, and all these other teams are up here. And the actual the the possibility of, of being a, a serious contender is is a pipe dream. So I think that's that's the biggest issue. And I've I've talked about this before on, on the show. This reminds me a lot of of Chuck Knoll's last year, 30 years ago, his his last years as head coach. And uh people kind of holding on to that first Super Bowl era. And he was the, the last link to it. And in this case, they were kind of holding on to that second Super Bowl era. And Ben Roethlisberger was the last remaining link to that, you know, and, 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 and uh, even though he, even though people were holding on to the past, they could, they could probably clearly, at least if not with their eyes, definitely with their, with their, or not with their heart, definitely with their, with their eyes, see that, that the, uh, the time had come to move on to a, a new era and they were kind of stuck in, in a, in a, uh, in the, they were just kind of treading water. So I think if you, if you, um, if you look at how, how, how people are, how, how invested they are and stuff, it's not even football. It's not even actual football being played like the senior bowl, even though it's football, but you know what I mean? It's, it's not really anything to do with the Steelers. It's, it's talent evaluation. And, and the scheduling and all that stuff. If when you see how how invested people are with that and how emotionally invested they are and how how emotionally they, they get about that stuff, uh, to me it's laughable to suggest that the NFL is in any kind of trouble. It's not the it's not an NFL problem. It's a Steeler problem. And once they get their house in order, once they they get uh, some new and exciting and talented players, specifically a quarterback, under the roof again, and they start. Uh, performing at a certain level on the field and they start producing the results that you want to see, then the attendance will take care of itself and the ratings will, will improve. I mean, my gosh, you know, I follow so many Steeler fans on Twitter that aren't from Pittsburgh and these people, like, I don't know how many times throughout the season, they, they, they booked flights. They, they spent all this cash coming to Pittsburgh to watch games and then going back home. I mean, it has to be like, um, for some people, that's a, that's a once in a lifetime thing. And a lot of these people are doing it three or four times. So, so the, the, the passion for the team is still there. It's just that locally, perhaps, you know, you can kind of sense that maybe it's not, uh, you know, you, 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 that the civic pride just isn't there right now. in in this football team, because we can all kind of, I think the closer you are to something, the more you can kind of get a feel for how things are going. And like I said before, you just don't feel that that excitement for this team because you just know it's not really that great. And they have some work to do and some holes to fill and some questions that, that need to be answered. So, again, once uh, once they take care of that, you know, and, and, and bring some fresh blood in here, then things will rebound. So, you know. All right. What else do we have to talk about? One more thing. And that is the announcement that from Tom Brady last week that he is retiring. He, he, it was, it was leaked out on Saturday and then he came out and said, no, wait a minute. It's not, I haven't decided yet. These rumors are, are, are not official. I don't know where it came from, but I am not, I have not decided on my future yet. And then of course, a couple of days later, he, he officially retired after what, 22 seasons. So 
Tom Brady retired just a few days after Ben Roethlisberger announced his retirement. And even before it became official, last Saturday, people were just beside themselves. When I say people, I mean Twitter, which are people. And um, because they think that Tom Brady, first of all, they, they thought that his announcement overshadowed Ben's, which, I mean, if you, if you looked at how both of those things unfolded, Ben Roethlisberger's was was poignant. It was it was touching, and and he heard from so many people around the you know, the football world, around the world, you know, celebrities, um, politicians, you name it, uh, fans, of course, offering him uh, the best of luck in their, in retirement and, and and congratulating congratulating him on a great career. Brady's, on the other hand, uh, it was botched completely. Obviously, the, the rumors, um, I'm sorry, the fact that it was leaked early before he wanted to be leaked, uh, th- that, that was not a good look. And then when he did officially make it official, uh, he did it on, on what, Instagram or whatever, and he didn't even mention, mention the Patriots, the team that he spent the vast majority of his career with. And this upset a lot of Patriots fans. I know because I have a, I have a, a good friend who's a Patriots fan. And he was beside himself over it. And apparently Robert Kraft, the owner, was mad and offended. And I can see why. Obviously, imagine if Ben went and played for another team for a year and then retired and, and, and didn't mention the Steelers. We'd all be so darn angry. We still can't get over the fact that Terry Bradshaw didn't ask uh, – anybody from the Steelers to present them in the hall of fame 33 years ago. So obviously it's a big deal. So Tom Brady's retirement did not overshadow Ben's. Maybe it did in an infamous, infamous kind of way, but when it came to how things were handled, big Ben's was so much better. So, and that's not me being a Steeler fan. It's actually, if you, if you saw how things unfolded, uh, Ben handled his much better than uh, Brady did or, people who leaked it did now as far as as brady overshadowing ben uh when they both get enshrined in canton in six years i mean come on you think that's really going to happen how can that happen first of all a lot of people think that that brady could could keep ben from getting in on the first ballot which i think is absurd it's not going to happen they're both going to get in on on the first ballot and, and there's precedent for that because Dan Marino and, and Steve Young both went in on the same ballot. And when, when Dan Marino retired, he was a god. He was a quarterback god. He, he was everybody's idol. All these guys like Brady and Manning and, and those guys, they all, and of course, Ben, they, you know, they, they all idolized him. So he was the god. Steve Young, even though he won the Super Bowl, he was, um, you know, probably the one who felt like maybe he was being overshadowed, but that didn't happen. And uh, he got in and, 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 and everything was fine. And last year when all those Steelers went in, Alan Fanica, Troy, Donnie shell, uh, Bill Nunn, post uh, human, uh, you know, uh, you know, he obviously passed away a while ago, but he, he got in um, Bill Cower, um, Peyton Manning, was in, was inducted last year, and do you even remember Peyton Manning? Um, do you remember his, how his uh, Hall of Fame, how, how that was all handled? I mean, he you talk about a media darling. 
they don't come any bigger than Peyton Manning. And I don't remember him overshadowing anything that the Steelers did. He didn't take away from their moment. All I remember is Troy's speech and, and Cower's speech and, and, and Donnie Shell. I don't really remember Alan Fanica's speech, but that's kind of fitting. He's a guard. Those guys were usually pretty quiet. But the point is, I don't remember Peyton Manning being inducted, taking away from their moment as a, as inductees. So I think that's a, a, a little paranoia or maybe something that you're worrying about that you shouldn't. I don't, I don't think you have to worry about Tom Brady overshadowing Ben and taking away from his day. I mean, you talk about your first war, world problems. I mean, how much money has Ben Roethlisberger made? What, $200 million? He's got a beautiful wife, three beautiful kids. You know, the guys won two Super Bowls. He's had an a, a incredible 18-year career. He's, he's uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Regardless of where you rank him, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And that's the resume to show it. And his biggest problem is is going into the Hall of Fame at the same time as Tom Brady. I mean, come on. If that's if that's all he has to worry about, that's a pretty charmed life. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't th- I don't think he he is going to worry about that nearly as much as the fans are worrying about it right now. I think he's going to he's going to enjoy every moment of it. He's going to he's going to soak it all in. You know, he's going to have his speech and we're all going to get to watch it and we'll probably be um, playing it back again over and over again for 30, 40 years like we do with the, with Jack Lambert's and Joe Green's and, and Terry Bradshaw's and all that. You know, so I, I don't think there's anything to, to be upset about with, with how Tom Brady retired. I mean, I don't think he did it to upstage Ben. I mean, that's a big, big, bold thing to do and probably a stupid thing to do if you still want to play football is to walk away from the game and millions upon millions of dollars just to upstage somebody else. I don't, I don't think, I think we, we, we read a little, a little bit too much into things when it, when it comes to stuff like that. So I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm okay with how that all unfolded because I think, uh, you know, I should be so lucky to have that kind of problem in my life. So best of luck to Tom Brady, best of luck to big Ben. And, uh, I can't wait for, uh, what 2027, I guess 2028, whenever that, ha- whenever that is, I think it's five years. And then you get in, a year later after your first year of eligibility. So that'll be something to see. It's going to be a great, a great day when, when those two guys go in uh, together. So, And uh, well, let's, uh, let's see what we have as far as questions and comments. And here's Brad Jewett and Brady's enshrinement will 100% take over Ben's look at the recognition Brady got when he retired versus when Ben did Ben's praise was a one night thing. I don't think it was one night. I think Ben's Ben had a lot of uh, his, his retirement basically lasted a month. If you go back to January 3rd and like, when you say overshadow, like, is that even a real thing? I mean, they're both going to have their hall of fame speech. They're both going to have their, their, their moment. They're both going to have a plaque or a bust. I should say uh, Steeler fans are probably going to outnumber Patriots fans in Canton. Cause they always do. I mean, my gosh, uh, they always, every time a Steeler goes into the Hall of Fame, um, Steeler fans take over Canton, Ohio. So how can Brady's retirement possibly overshadow Ben's? How can that happen? There's no real way that it can happen. They're not going to, 
they're not going to preempt Ben's speech and make it all about Brady. Uh, will they talk about Brady a little bit more? Maybe. I don't know. But as far as us being able to enjoy it as fans, there's nothing they, that they can do to, to overshadow Ben's moment. He's going to have his moment. He's going to have a speech. His, his, the people are going to cheer for him. The, the terrible towels are going to be waving in the, in the crowd. He's probably going to break down to cry, you know? So uh, I don't see how that, how that's going to happen. Do, do you remember any previous um, Hall of Fame classes other than the Steelers? You know, do you remember anybody else in, in the classes that the Steelers weren't inducted? Do you remember um, when, 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 when Chuck Noll went in, do you remember who went in the other people that went in with him? No, you just remember his speech. You remember Terry, anybody that went in, uh, with, uh, Bradshaw, Blunt, and I think Ham, I think they all went in at the same time. Do you remember anybody else from that class other than those three? No. So it's not going to overshadow, uh, Big Ben. I mean, and then I just don't see how that's going to happen. I, I don't even see, that doesn't even th- seem like a real thing to me. Unless they unless they cut his mic off because they want to talk about Brady, I, I just don't see how that's even a real thing. Uh, I, I, I just that's just I, I don't I don't I don't get that concern. And speaking of the speaking of future Hall of Famers, Aaron Donald certainly a future Hall of Famer, and his Rams will be taking on the Bengals in the Super Bowl. We haven't talked about that yet. And he says Rams thirty, Bengals thirteen. How about that Super Bowl? Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, I think it's a pretty intriguing matchup. You know. Uh, like I discussed last week, you know, the Rams did, they got there a certain way. They kind of mortgaged the future. They brought in Matthew Stafford. They've been, they traded away all these draft picks and they're set up to win now. And then when it, when, whenever this cycle ends, boy, they're going to have a lot of, uh, they're going to have a lot of work to do because they're going to have to do it without draft picks. At least unless, unless they go out and trade for a bunch. Uh, but the Bengals did it a different way. You know, they, they built, they built mostly through the draft. They added some key free agents here and there like Mike Hilton, but mostly they did it through the draft. You know, obviously Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, on and on and on. So, uh, uh, it's a pretty intriguing matchup and, and I'm looking forward to watching this game. I I think it's going to be a good high scoring game. I really do. I think, you know, these, I think Joe Burrow's, uh, he has a certain it factor, um, and, uh, and he has great weapons. I mean, in addition to to the it factor, he's a really talented quarterback with 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 uh, some great weapons. Now, the Bengals' offensive line is pretty bad, and uh, that might be the thing that sways the uh, game in, in LA's favor because you know Aaron Donald is pretty much unblockable, uh, and. I don't know what they're going to do for that. They're probably going to have to double team him. Actually, they are going to double team. Him. I can't see why they wouldn't. And that's just going to free up other people. And with that line being as uh, bad as, I mean, we saw when they played, when they, when they played the Titans and how the Titans confused them, <laughs> it's just going to be, it could be a pretty ugly day for Joe Burrow. So that might be the thing that sways the game in LA's favor. Plus it's in LA, which I don't think it matters all that much because it's more of a, regardless of where you play the Super Bowl. I mean, the atmosphere is pretty, mostly pretty neutral. I think they, you know, enough, enough fans from each team um, tend to buy up these tickets, unless it's the Steelers or the Cowboys, and then they, their fans usually dominate. But, but uh, with these two teams, like I can see, 
I can see LA having more fans. Obviously, they're they're playing in LA, but I could see a lot of Bengals fans showing up to this. I mean, it's the first time for them in 30 some years. So I can certainly see the uh these hungry for for a winner Bengals fans uh making the trip on mass and 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 representing uh the Bengals pretty 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 well. So but I, I give the edge to the Rams because I think they're they have they have um, they're a, more of a veteran team. Matthew Stafford's a, he's been around forever. He's thrown for forty five thousand yards. I mean, he never got it in, in in Detroit, but who has? So, but I mean, this is really a a career renaissance for him. I mean, he's kind of like a modern day Jim Plunkett, Plunkett in that regard, although far more accomplished than Plunkett was when he finally. Uh, got it together in the early eighties with the Raiders, but still it's kind of like a similar story, but the, uh, you know, the, the, the Rams are, they're more of a super team. They have OBJ, Von Miller. Uh, they, they traded for uh, Jalen Ramsey a few years ago. So yeah, they, they have a really good team and, and of course Donald. So uh, I give them the edge, but I look for it to be a good game. Provided the Bengals could find a way to, to give Joe Burrow a, enough protection. I think they have that they, they're going to be able to keep it close. And uh, I think they might have the best running back in Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon might be the most underrated running back in the NFL for as good as he is. So it's going to be an intriguing matchup. You know, the, the Bengals have great safeties. They have some pretty good corners. So uh, they, have a, they have a fairly decent defense, you know, so it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, an intriguing matchup. And, and uh, regardless of what happens in this game, I think the Bengals are here to stay. I think they're going to be the uh, the uh, the team that if Pittsburgh does get it together uh, and and finds a way to to become a contender again, it's going to be the Bengals that they're going to be contending with for the AFC North for for a number of years. The Bengals are here to stay, provided Joe Burrow doesn't you know implode or or have a, another major injury. So it's a pretty intriguing uh, Super Bowl, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. This is from Cecil Music, which says of Tom Brady. If Brady didn't have the wife and kids, I believe he truly would have played till he was 50. That's what he always said he wanted to do. And part of me thinks he could have done it. <laughs> like a, uh, that friend of mine that I mentioned earlier, that, that it's the Patriots fan. I, I was talking to him on Facebook last week, and I said, you know, Steelers fans are pretty upset that Brady retired right after Ben did, and, and it's going to overshadow him in term, as far as they're concerned. And he said, and I don't, I don't know if he was talking smack or not, but he said, would they rather have him stay and continue to win? <laughs> and that's a good point. Cause I don't care where Brady would have went, whether if, if he would have stayed in Tampa Bay or went somewhere else, he probably was going to lead that team to a, at least a, uh, a, another, a deep playoff run. So, you know, Brady's out of our hair and the worst thing he can do now according to a lot of people out there is overshadow Ben's hall of fame induction day, which I don't, again, I, I don't think it's a real thing, but that's the worst he can do now. He can't win any more super bowls. He can't terrorize uh, the Steelers defense anymore or anybody else's defense. You don't have to see him getting all mad on the sideline, even though he's probably the luckiest quarterback ever, as far as uh, you know, uh, you know, how many times, you know, he's, he's, been able to you know win games and we, we don't have to worry about that anymore brady's gone 
and now it's time for a new era. So, Joseph Wilson, Juju talking about the Steelers. I, I, I'm assuming he's referring to the the Cowboys facilities versus the Steelers facilities. I don't know if he was being funny or not. I didn't really see the I didn't see the uh, him see or hear what he had to say. But I mean, uh, the Cowboys facility is state of the art. I mean, and plus it's like a decade newer, so or younger or whatever you want to say it. So it's not much of a shock that the Cowboys have nicer amenities than do the Steelers. I mean, Heinz Field is is what twenty one years old now, twenty years old now, and and uh, heck, they were talking about replacing three over stadium when it was twenty years old. So. I guess it's easy to forget just how old Heinz Field is compared to a lot of other NFL stadiums. I mean, those uh, those things age pretty quickly. The way these owners are always uh, asking for uh, for new stadiums. Uh, I mean, look, the LA just built that palace. They just built one in, in, in Vegas. It seems like they they built two in Atlanta over the last thirty years. They they already have a new one after after opening up. Uh, what was it called the Georgia Dome back in the day in the 90s? Now they already have a new one in Atlanta. Uh, what they just they, they, they just uh, built a new stadium in, in Indianapolis within the last decade. So there's all, all these new stadiums are popping up. So it was just a matter of time before Heinz Field kind of seemed uh, antiquated compared to the others, although it's still a great stadium. I think it's in much better shape than Three Rivers was when it was 20 years old. So yeah, Juju said what he said, but who cares? It's a stadium. It's not like he he trashed people. I don't care. That's to me, that's all stuff that you don't even have to worry about. This is Brad Jewett. You just said no one remembered Fanica's and everyone remembered Troy's. Same thing is gonna happen when Ben gets in. I'm talking across all football fans, not solely Steelers fans. Well, you don't know that. And Alan Fanica, nobody remembers Alan Fanica because he was a guard and he said nothing memorable. But uh, we're going to remember Ben's because he's a quarterback and you always remember the quarterbacks, Hall of Fame speeches and all quarterbacks get their due. And again, I mean, really overshadowing is not a real thing. It's just not a real thing. And and um, everybody knows who Ben Roethlisberger is. Everybody's well aware of who Ben Roethlisberger is. To me, it's just a—it's nothing to really get get all upset about. And there's this Steelers Nation four one two. You see rumors how we might draft an extra running back in April. Of course, of course, you see those rumors, but they're going to draft one probably in the middle of the of the draft. But it doesn't mean any—you know—it's not like they're going to draft anybody with a premium pick. They probably—they might draft one, and they always draft running backs or bring guys and they're going to bring a, people in that it, it happens every year. It's a, it's a position with a high turnover rate, high uh, attrition rate. So they're going to bring, you're probably going to draft another running back. It doesn't mean anything when it comes to Najee Harris. He's, he's the guy, he's the man. And you know how Mike Tomlin is no matter who's behind his starter at running back, he's going to run that, that starter to the wheels fall off. So to me, that's just, I mean, a rumor. I mean, it's a, a rumor about a what a guy that they're going to draft in the fourth round. Is that really a tasty rumor? <laughs> so,
this is from from bad itch will they really put in two quarterbacks the same year or is ben now a year two two hall of famer no he's not a, a year two this is a, this guy's a bona fide first ballot hall of famer like i said earlier in the show they put dan marino and steve young in at the same time they both retired after the 99 season uh and between them they had one super bowl and dan marino had none obviously so they they both went in at the same time believe me ben and brady are going to go in at the same time people that people say what about what about eli manning well eli manning retired last year right his last year was after 2020 was that right so He's going to go in and he's going to get in. He's going to go in a year earlier than, 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 than those two. They're all going to get their due. Um, Philip Rivers will get in uh, at some point. I think he'll probably be a first ballot Hall of Famer. They're all going to get in, in for, on the first ballot. They're not going to leave any of these guys sit and wait. Um, you know, like what? I think what? Did, did Eli retire last year or was it the year before? I know Drew Brees retired last year. So if it's Eli and Drew Brees and Philip Rivers, all three of them are probably going to get in, you know? So it, it's just how it is. You, you're not going to keep a uh, quarterbacks like that out of the hall of fame. If they're, if they're first ballot worthy, they're going to get in. I don't care how many quarterbacks are in, in, the, in, uh, in the same class. Ryan Brown asks, I wonder if the crying Bengals lady is getting to go to the Super Bowl. If you don't know who that is, that's that, that famous scene from that uh, crazy finish of that wildcard game a few years ago. Uh, the Vontaze Perfect Pac-Man Jones teamed up to to help the Bengals lose. And uh, again, they should have won. And, you know, she was seen crying at, 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 you know, at the realization that her team lost again in the playoffs. And yes, according to her social media account, she's going to go to the Super Bowl. She, she found a way to buy tickets and book a flight and she's going to go to the Super Bowl. And to me, uh, what I, what I, cause I mean that, that was, you know, to, to have to be for your most famous moment as a person to be you crying in the stands over a football game that had to be kind of embarrassing, even though she made a, she, she created a nice platform for herself while with that happening. So good for her, but for her to get to go to the Super Bowl and, and watch the Bengals play, that's gotta be a, a nice, uh, uh, lifelong dream. Obviously, as emotional as she was, uh, it's got to be a lifelong dream for her. Just me says Cooper Cup is from the school I work at and I graduated from. We are so stoked, and that's great. That's awesome. See, there's always stories like that, just like you know, Aaron Donald, Tyler Boyd, both from Pittsburgh. There's always those cool little stories with the Super Bowl. That's why I love the Super Bowl so much. John says, hey, Tony, how you doing, John? Bad Itch says, I would rather eat prison food than Skyline Chili in Bengal territory. Who eats chili on pasta? Well, if it's good, who cares? I mean, to me, I, I've had I had relatives that lived in in uh, Cincinnati, and, and I ate that chili, and I liked it. I thought it was good. I don't, I mean, to me, it, it, it had a good flavor to it. I don't know what the people's problem with that is. I like to see LA win. Never will root for a team from in, in the in our division, the AFC North. Well, that's a lot of people share that opinion. It's been a ongoing uh, uh, war on, on Twitter all week, and it'll probably uh, heat up again next week in the days before the Super Bowl. Joe Mannix says the Browns swept the Bengals. Yeah, they did. I mean, at the end, end of the day, the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl, so that's really not much of a consolation prize, I think. I don't think. 
on that note, I think I will uh, call it a night and talk to you guys next week. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope it's it gets a little milder wherever you are. If it, if it, it is cold, I hope it gets better for you. It, just like it's supposed to get a little bit better in Pittsburgh next week. If you can enjoy the Pro Bowl, I'm barely going to even pay attention to it. I never do anymore. Uh, people talk about the the real game of football being flag football. Well, the Pro Bowl was actually flag football. I don't even bother. I, I watched it what back in 2018. I think it's the last time I watched the Pro Bowl, and they're basically hugging each other <laughs> instead of tackling. And I was like, eh, and they're watching this game again. This is a waste of time. So. I hope you can enjoy it, but I won't even be paying attention. So other than that, though, I, I, uh, I hope you have a great week, and I'll talk to you on Monday on The Hangover with Brian and Shannon White. Until I talk to you again, have a great weekend, and go Steelers.